0: This episode is brought to you by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. And by Pollen, access your app store revenues faster and fund user acquisition straight away. To sign up, go to pollen.vc. Welcome to Untether.tv. I'm your host and founder, Rob Woodbridge. It has been two years since this company has been on Untether.tv, and a lot has happened in the industry and to the company in that period of time. I'm talking about Urban Airship. Now, I interviewed Urban Airship when they were like eight people jammed into a tiny office, and now they're this huge behemoth that is uh, basically growing at an incredible rate in an industry that is an amazing place to be. And we're here to talk with Brent Heigelke, who is the chief mobile evangelist for urban airship and we're going to be talking about eventually we're going to get an update about what is going on with urban airship and and uh, what brent is doing with urban airship but we're going to be talking about this this concept that brent has brought forward which is that the apple watch is the new remote control for everything i can't wait to have this conversation especially as the apple watch hasn't even been released yet and we are talking about it like everybody's talking about it brent welcome to untether.tv it's been a long time coming man Hey, Rob. Great to be here. Thanks for uh, making time for us. I cannot believe I haven't had you on. I cannot believe it's been two years since we talked uh, with Urban Airship about anything. And you guys have just been, you know, heads down, working hard, doing stuff. Pretty busy. Yeah. So, for those of you who uh, don't, for those who are listening or watching who don't know, which would be a shock to me, because not only uh, have I have I spent some time with you guys and talked about you quite a bit in all of the podcasts, you've also been a been a sponsor on Tether and it, and so people know who you are. But for those who don't, shame on you. But why don't you explain what Urban Airship is? Sure. So
1: you know, we're basically a platform that allows app developers and app publishers to drive engagement back to their apps. So we we sort of like to casually say we're the we become the voice of the app, right? So you build this app. And now you have to think about how you're driving people back to it. Why are they coming back? And that is what we do. So we use a variety of things. We like to call it sort of getting your brand on all parts of the mobile surface area. What we mean by that is there's the lock screen. We use you know, push notifications, which is, uh, you know we were the first commercial push notification vendor out there in the very first apps. And uh, you know but we broadened it to now things like in-app inboxes, uh, things like creating brand streams, uh, the ability to drop a widget in the Today View of the Notification Center. Uh, we have things that work with Passbook and Google Wallet. So we basically have a whole portfolio of ways to get you know sort of the app publishers' brands onto the consumer's device, whatever device that might be. Obviously, we're going to talk about the watch here as another sort of area of surface that we that we think about, and uh, basically you know drives that sustained relationship between that app. And the consumer, and hopefully driving a long, uh, valuable relationship between the two.
0: Yeah, it's not easy, is it? It's not easy to be uh, the the guy who sends the message at the right time, at the right place, for the right reason. Because so many people are so sensitive around the messaging that gets put on the devices. Uh, so what you guys do is is basically Herculean to me, really.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because we were actually having a conversation this morning about this. You know, in terms of people's perceptions of push notifications, and, and you know how often they say no versus yes and and what are the criteria for saying no versus yes uh... and it's basically you know we're to the point now where mobile is the first screen
0: mm-hmm.
1: mobile people are consuming most media now on mobile devices so you know what was happening three four years ago and the company's almost six years old but you know even three four years ago when i, I joined about almost almost four years now ago uh... it was you know basically push notifications like oh this is kind of novel and I get this thing, and it tells me something on my screen, and this is kind of cool. To the point now where we're fighting over the most valuable real estate on the planet, right? The consumer's box—crazy, unbelievable—in terms of the value of getting your brand on there. But guess what? The consumer is getting picky, right? Because they now care about that piece of real estate, just like you do your front door of your house or your porch, right? So all of a sudden, you've got a, you've got a tough task to say, how do I get people to say yes? And when they say yes, how do I make sure they keep me there? Because it's not, you know, somebody might say yes to push notifications and then a week later say, "Yeah, forget it, you know, and delete you. So it's, a, there's a lot of strategy at play here. There's a lot of smart thinking that has to happen. The best and brightest minds in marketing, in in building a relationship with consumers are, are really starting to get very interested in kind of what's going on here because of all this.
0: You know, it's so funny to watch the, well, it's fascinating to watch the evolution of this because it used to be that your goal was to get a download, right? To get get app on screen. And then your goal was because, you know, the, so many apps were downloaded, the, the goal was to get on the front screen, right? And then if you got under the taskbar, you were set, right? Tempo for me is a calendaring app that landed on my taskbar and it is now one of these things that is part of my habit. It's entrenched in me. So that was always the goal. But now you're starting to see it's like, you know, I don't really need you to use the app. The app can be buried 14 folders deep, but the notification, is, the, yeah. is absolute gold now. So now it's about, I have maybe six apps that send me notifications and two of them are sports. One of them yeah. might be a weather. So you <laughs> really have three spots left where it's like, uh, they're very important and that's coveted. And that, how valuable is that space now?
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's amazingly valuable because it's, you know, this idea that the consumers now running their life through their, their mobile device, right? They're literally... <laughs> Running, you know, running their you know communications with their family members, their friend members, you know, the friends. They're booking airline tickets. They're checking their bank balance. They're depositing money, you know, whatever. They're doing it all through their device. They're and then they're at night. They're you know watching TV yeah. and that thing. So, you know, to say that you know you can earn that spot is is now the name of the game. And it's uh, you know it's you you said something that's really important though because what's yeah, happened. I have. Yeah, we should, yeah. <laughs> we should stop this <laughs> now. We should stop. We've got We've got to pull towards and Be done right now. No, so what? What? What's key is that it doesn't really matter anymore, theoretically, about how many apps you have on your device in, in the the organization of that app. Because what we've done now is we've moved from this idea of hey, I've got ten minutes. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go open an app and play with an app to this point where consumers expect these sort of Ongoing flows of ambient experiences what I mean is they now realize that the apps will reach out when it makes sense and deliver some little value of you know some little nugget of value to their life. I mean this is this is the you know the ones that do it right and so those notifications are becoming the app experience unto themselves. you know so this idea of hey a notifications job is to drive somebody to go open an app that's old thinking right the new thinking is, the notification can be potentially the most valuable functionality of the entire app which keeps your app on the consumers device and allows you to build that little brand impression every single time you send a notification so we're seeing a lot of app publishers that we work with and agencies now realizing that the notification is the game. It's, it's not this little like, tap on the shoulder. In fact, we like to say notification is actually a terrible name for what it is because it's not a notification now. It's, it is the core communication between a brand and the consumer. And uh, now with Interactivity you know, that, uh, that was released in iOS 8, you know, we have full interactions in the notification itself. You can, you can respond and send a, a feedback loop from the lock screen today. And that is, is a massive game changer. And it's still early. You know, we're not seeing a ton of these out there yet, but the concept of that, especially when we talk about the watch, is a massive game changer. And we're gonna see the notification again become even that much more important uh, as a result of kind of what's happening here.
0: we're we're working in these little bite-sized exchanges of information right and and quite often it's it's the distillation of you know something that could be quite huge like communications down to exactly that is that you know getting a notification on my on my lock screen and then being able to respond right from the lock screen it's taken away like think about how far we progressed you know in 50 years it went from the ability to to phone somebody or send them a letter to emailing somebody and now even e- launching an application to email somebody is cumbersome we are lazy human beings man it's terrible well, you know it's because we're, we're we're realizing that we can be so much more efficient right if, if
1: we don't have to take time to launch all these things and wait through all this stuff if if stuff can be surfaced up to us and then we can just you know give our feedback then we're more likely to get the feedback yeah right that, that that's more valuable so you know it's yeah, it's it's i mean there's a whole information overload and screen time and all that stuff and and uh, that's for another show I think oh, but
0: definitely the reality
1: here is that you know what we're dealing with is a communication flow between brands and consumers that's fundamentally changing uh, at its core you know uh, there's another term uh, that I threw out actually at South by Southwest this year called unadvertising and basically we are moving into an era of unadvertising uh, where consumers don't—they don't, they don't tolerate it. They don't—they don't want it. They don't expect it. And brands need to think about completely different ways to, uh, you know, to basically build a relationship. I mean, so this idea of like, hey, I've got all these consumers that like my brand. I need to create a new advertising campaign that has a great jingle, right? And, I mean, that was what the Mad Men era was all about. But now, it's like, you know what? I like your brand because you're making my life better, and that's. The game, and that's not advertising. That is that is actually delivering value, and and you can do this now. And that's that's kind of what we're talking
0: about. So how many people get that? Like when you do a survey, and and I mean I always ask this question, is like because these are interesting concepts, but they buck the trends, right? So it, it goes against the grain if you go into a brand and you say you got to stop advertising, you got to start communicating, you got to start offering value. You know, no Super Bowl. Yes to inst- you know to direct messaging or, or notification this notification operating system that we talk about, um, but that bucks the trend so when i look around people always tell me i have this argument all the time so you know there's a lot of smart people in this world they all understand mobile and i look at them and say no 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 no. there are very few people that understand mobile to a t that like what you're talking about and there's a lot of people that need help and and the casualties will be somewhat large and catastrophic for some companies if they don't understand the shift that is happening so are you seeing them actually getting this stuff Will brands give up the Super Bowl for Instagram or direct messaging? I don't know, but I know that Brent does because he talks to brands every single day. But you'll have to wait until after this message from our sponsor, ThinkNear. This episode is brought to you in part by ThinkNear. Here's Lauren Hilberg, president and GM of ThinkNear by Telnav, to remind us what they do.
1: ThinkNear is a location-based advertising network. We provide our clients and customers a great opportunity to get their advertising directly to the individuals who are most likely to act on it.
0: Part of the beauty of what Thinknear does is to help use location to find your audience and then put the right message in front of them at the right time at the right place. I know what you're asking, will this work for me? Brett Cohn, VP of Marketing at Thinknear has that covered.
1: Every mobile campaign has the ability to leverage location to do a better job of reaching your audience. Ficknier
0: worked with a large CPG company that has a health-focused cereal brand to help pinpoint their audience by city and then by neighborhood. Brett again on how that was set up. People who might
1: be visiting Tahoe to ski and some of our ads in the, in the Northern California area. Southern California, we talked about um, King Can- King's Canyon and other outdoor uh adventure areas near that locality and what you start to see is you're hitting a a specific neighborhood that fits your audience you're contextualizing the ad creative to make it more relevant to the user and you start to see higher click rates as well as higher secondary action rates because the ads more relevant in hitting their audience
0: think near keeping you fit one ad at a time and now back to brent heigelke of urban airship So are you seeing them actually getting this stuff?
1: We do see some people get it. You know, we're working a lot with app development agencies and now even more so uh, sort of emerging is the traditional big, you know, uh, advertising. Yeah, you know, Havas and Interpublic Group and, you know, kind of these, these big agency companies now realize that this is kind of emerging. Uh, we just did a bunch of, you know, we did. We worked with like Ogilvy, I mean some big Madison Avenue type, you know, brands are now out there saying, oh, we, we get this, the game is changing and this is where it's heading and, and they're starting to think about these sort of interaction and engagement flows and, you know, how do you earn that real estate and what value are you delivering and the fact that, you know, I kind of like to say that in this new world of unadvertising, it's it's where smarter beats clever. You know, it used to be all about like, hey, that's clever, that's a clever jingle. Well, now it's about, it has to be smarter, right? It has to be targeted, it has to be relevant, it has to enhance my life. And so, you know, that's a new, That's a new game. And we're seeing, you know, a complete sort of unraveling of hundreds of years of sort of marketing thinking. And it's a big deal. And It's, it's huge. It, you know, this is what keeps me fired up. I and mean, this is what keeps me coming in every day, uh, that and the paycheck, you know. But it's, <laughs> the is that, you know, it's, it's a really fun time to be in this world where we're thinking about kind of Complete change of how all of this stuff works and will work in the future, and and there are brands that get it. You know, I the the, the brand I think and, and they've been the poster child for uh, for this forever. And a lot of it was sort of negative. You know, what's going to happen when every Starbucks you know sends me a notification every time I walk by a Starbucks? Well, the good news is that doesn't happen. It's true. Uh, what they do though is they send notifications with helpful things like, Hey, would you like to tip your barista? You know, here's the receipt for your, for your coffee, here's, you know, and, and so they're using it in a really smart and thoughtful way and it's adding value. You know, it's like, oh, there, there we go. That's my balance on my card is, you know, $14. Great. I've got, you know, I've got a week's worth of drinks still without having to deal with this. I mean, it's, it's really uh, emerging, but that's, I think, because you got, you know, Howard Schultz himself basically saying nothing's more important than to our company than mobile. Right. So it's being driven by the top down. And when when these companies have the enlightenment of how transform, you know, the transformational power of this, then you get companies operating like Starbucks, where they're 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 really innovating at an amazing pace.
0: And, I, you know, there, I've seen a handful of companies like that, where they've where they've completely embraced. Mobile, and I see some of like the Starwood groups, and I think even you know we we've often talked, and I've heard you talk about uh, what what the U.S. Open did, and these instances where it's it's sheer brilliance that that blow me away, right? Where where you you look around, you think. How could somebody be so smart about doing something like that? And those stories, I love, love, love to hear. And they always seem to come out of urban air- airship. Yeah, well, you know, I think, I mean, we've always
1: worked with the innovative companies. That's yeah. been kind of our DNA is that, you know, people know because of our sort of longevity in the space and scale, that we're the companies that can deliver. So it was the London Olympics doing, you know, targeted notifications into the geofence of opening ceremonies with, you know, with a the, with the notification and a photo of the lighting of the cauldron where it was like, you know, the person outside the stadium can't get this. Only the person inside. Right? That's, that's precision and scale. Uh, you know, we worked at the FIFA World Cup this summer. I mean, the biggest, sort of most significant events have turned to us because, you know, we were the first in the space, and we figured out a lot of the hard problems earlier. And, you know, we rebuilt our system multiple times to make sure we needed to do that. But, you know, you're right, like Starwood with the idea that, hey, we're going to use this to basically allow the consumer to have a faster and better experience when they walk into a hotel and so you know the ability to just unlock the door and And Arlie who's a good friend of mine you know she spoke on my panel South by Southwest you know talks about about you know the idea of Apple Watch and being able to take that to one more degree of convenience where you know you don't even need to pull a phone out of your pocket you just it's right there you could have your hands full of luggage and boom you're in your room and that's you know that those kinds of value-based experiences is, is exactly what you know we're talking about. This idea of unadvertising, right? It's like you know, once you have that experience, you're a brand. That you're, you're a huge fan of that brand, and and the idea of like another brand, you know, coming out with a clever jingle to try to combat that. I mean, that's kind of a joke, right? It's like can oh, it. yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Like there's no defense for that, is there? Right. So like w- when you when you build something like that where it's convenient and useful to the end user, and uh, you know, I. I we have these conversations around, um, you know, when discounting was popular, uh, where, where it would be like, you know, I, I don't want to be known as a discounter. I'm, I'm I'm Canadian, as you know, and for a long time, and now we're starting to see it emerge again with the currency fluctuations that we're seeing right now, right? So when the Canadian dollar used to be worth sixty cents U.S., so it would cost almost a dollar forty to get a U.S. dollar, dollar forty right. Canadian. The way I, I ran a, um, a digital agency in the 90s when this was happening, and the way we would pitch them was so frustrating when we'd pitch American uh, customers as, hey, we're 40% cheaper. That was our pitch. And most companies in Canada did that. Hey, we'll we'll give you the same thing, but we're 40% cheaper. So they would come up to us. And then as the currency started to rise, guess what? We're no longer 40% cheaper. And it, the, at, right? at a point, we were at par, and it's like, hey, we're the same right we're, the, we're, we're free, exactly <laughs> yeah. it's cold we don't go outside we'll get your work done faster right but nice people nice people exactly but that was our sales pitch right was that we're 40% cheaper and that's a terrible place to be and i think that when you start to think about jingle versus functionality that's exactly where it is hey listen da 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 da, da right as yeah. opposed to being able to open your door with it without uh, pulling out your key and juggling your kids anyways yeah. I, we're on the yeah. same we're on the same page with, with that um, uh, you know, what do you think of this concept though? Like you're right in the middle of this. And Steve Gilmore from the Gilmore gang uh, on TechCrunch talks about this as the like is notification as the as the operating system, right? So he he doesn't care if he uses iOS or Android or apps or no apps or SMS or MMS or whatever, Snapchat, WeChat, whatever. What he cares about is the fact that this entire the, the, there's an overlay across all that which is the notification operating system. And I think that that's exactly where you guys play. You, you must have strong views on that. Cause I think it leads into the watch as well.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's, I think that's, that's what's happening is, is, you know, again, the consumer is oblivious to, uh, you know, I mean, they're used to this now, they're used to information coming to them, right? I call it an effortless experience, right? I can now know the biggest news events of the day merely by glancing at my, at my, at my smartphone. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have to go find a TV, tune in at six o'clock, you know, watch a half hour of news to get, you know, those two or three stories that matter. They're now spoon-fed to me. And all I have to do is glance at my device to see this. And that's, you know, that concept is really powerful. And the other thing is I'm curating that, right? I'm deciding which apps I put onto that device. I'm deciding which apps I allow to notify me. Um, and now I can, you know, fine-tune that experience with interactivity inside the notification. You know, this idea that I can say, you know, send me more, send me less. I mean, ABC News, you know, lets you, lets you basically follow news stories that are interesting. So, this, you know, some breaking news story hits, and I'm like, I can't get enough of this. I want to know every single thing that happens. Uh, I can tell the ABC News that, and they'll give me that. And, I, and then other stories, I can say, you know, I can just not respond to it, and they won't send me more on that. And that's a great experience. And, and yeah, it's it's now becoming the way we are going to expect communications. You know, I, there's, a, there's an app I have on my device, REI Snow Report, and it lives to send me a notification or two a year because it will send me a notification that I curate in terms of these are the ski hills I care about, this is how much snow, this is what a snowstorm I am. I need, you know, 12 to 18 inches or six inches, whatever. I need that much powder. And I want it on these days at this time. If all of those things happen, I get a notification saying, hey, Mount Hood just got a fresh foot of snow. And, you know, comes on a Tuesday, and I look at my schedule and I see, oh, I'm just talking to Rob today.
0: I'm going to blow that off,
1: and <laughs> up to the mountain I go, right? So. But, but I'm not going to get one of those a day. I'm not going to get one a week. I'm going to get a couple a year. And that alone is enough value for me to keep that app on my device. Yeah. Right? And at some point, you know, I'm an REI fan. I do, you know, lots of shopping there for all my gear. And it, it makes me feel good about their brand. But, you know, they have more there. And at some point, you know, when I'm you know, sitting, on, sitting on a you know, bench with a few minutes to kill, I might go to that app and say... You know what's the new what's the new tent the three season tent they've come out with or whatever. But the point is, is that sometimes just a couple of those key timed relevant notifications are enough for a consumer to walk around with your brand in their pocket it's and crazy. potentially on their wrist, right? And and that's that's what's changed here in such a big way.
0: It's so it's such a subtle sell as you said. It's unadvertising, right? It's just so subtle literally you 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 bring it into your life when it's necessary but you'll never forget that brand instead of being in your face all the time pushing big deals pushing all those things that it's more like very subtle and i love that very very yeah. it's elegant that's an elegant solution yeah very much yeah.
1: and then yeah. i think it's good you know it's exciting that we're living in this time where yeah. we get to see this you know we don't have to sit down and watch you know watch 17 Minutes of advertising every time we want to watch an a, an hour long TV show during prime time, right? We can now live our lives on our terms, and that's 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 actually a
0: pretty good thing. We've taken it back. We've taken it back. Sorry. Well, so uh, you know, as if uh, notifications on uh, smartphone first. I mean, notifications on the desktop. Remember, I remember the very first time I got a uh, you know an, um, an Outlook notification pop up uh, on my screen. I'm like, this is amazing, and then I realized it's such a distraction, right?
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. um, control wasn't very strong back then. So we started with desktop notifications. Now we then we moved into mobile device notifications, whether that's on your iPad or your smartphone or whatever it might be. Um, and now all of a sudden, you know, I you know watch has been out for quite some time. I'm wearing a Pebble, I get notifications on my Pebble, but for you know what has captured the imagination of the planet right now, at least the industrialized planet that can afford uh, you know ten thousand dollars for a, uh, a watch. It is the Apple Watch and I heard some amazing things uh, at South by Southwest from you guys throughout your, your mobile Saturday as well as uh, through Retail Loco. Um, but you talk about this concept now and, and this is where we shifted over to this whole, the whole idea of, of the watch and the impact that the watch is going to have on the way that we are notified and the way that we leverage the device but through our wrist. Can you talk about what it is that, that you've your, your theory around the watch as the remote control for everything? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's
1: just this, you know, if you think about it now, what, I think one of the things that's most exciting about the watch is this idea that it is a remote control back to, you know, the, the, the smartphone, right? The iPhone. And that's, that's been, you know, people, you know, there's pros and cons. People are, some people are pro that, other people are con. They don't think that's enough value. But I, you know, I'm, I'm bullish on it uh, because I do think that these new experiences are going to become so useful, such time savers, that it's going to be another massive game changer in ways that we can't imagine today. You know, we we sit here now, we think we get the model, like, oh, we get it. It's a notification on a watch, great, it's a smaller screen, but what's going to happen as a result is, again, it's going to be a quantum change in terms of how we interact with this, these things and the things that will happen are things we're not even imagining yet. You know, things like, I, you know, didn't even know I needed that, but now that I have it, don't ever take it away. And, and so, you know, this idea that, you know, kind of like back when television started, and it was like four channels, uh, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But then the remote control was was invented in the 60s, believe it or not, and it wasn't even very well adopted in the early days because it didn't, didn't do much. But what, what really happened is, you know, without the remote control and the potential, There would be no cable you know economy. There would be no idea of, you know, hundreds of channels and and everything we know as the current television experience, you know, would never have happened because the remote control was the thing that made that all possible. You know, if you had to literally sit there and and (laughs) crank the channel to get through the four hundred channels, you know. You imagine a big, a big dial, right? Like, oh, oh, two <laughs> dials. I can do it simultaneously, I get really good at one
0: hundred one, one hundred. Yeah, that'd be terrible.
1: So imagine that, right? But the, and, and I always say, well, how often do you touch your television yeah. versus how often do you touch your remote? Guess what? Nobody touches their TV. I mean, you touch it the day you plug it in, and that's it. You touch it the day you swap it out for the next big TV. <laughs> that's about it, right? And so, you know, this idea of what we do is we we work with the remote control. You know, and 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 that's what I think is going to be the power of of the watch is going to be the remote control for our lives for everything we're doing. And in the brands that get it are the ones that are starting to think about that, like Arlie at, at Starwood, right, where they're they're thinking about how do we use the watch to unlock your door. Right. That's that is an amazing experience, you know, and and things like that are going to be the big game changers. And so what this means potentially is. Consumers won't even think about app clutter, right? The the idea like, oh, I don't want to download another app because I might download an app because I'm only dealing with it in a remote control setting on on my device. And so, you know, I I don't know how many television channels I have at home right now, which is kind of funny. Like, you know, when I was a a kid, I could have told you exactly how many channels I have, but I have no idea how many channels I get at home because it's irrelevant. Because I know I can sit down and, and curate through the remote control so, you know, I may download an app, and if that app does a good job, I'll let them reach out and serve me at whatever point it makes sense, and I'll keep it there, you know. But, again, if it, if it doesn't do it in the right way, you know, then I'll shut it down. So, it's, it's, this is, you know, my belief is this is a completely new interaction model that we've never seen before, that, you know, five years from now, it's going to be something so fundamental to everybody they will laugh about the idea that there were skeptics <laughs> about wearables, that there were skeptics about watches having value. And it's, you know, it's, it's Apple Watch, it's Android Wear, it's Pebble. You know, Pebble has been amazing in terms of what they've innovated around, around this whole industry. And there's, you know, there's other folks there. Uh, you know, these guys are the early pioneers that are going to change, you know, the entire way that we deal with all the brands that matter to us in our lives.
0: You think um i i wholly concur and it brought up a couple of questions and like do you think that the the app economy the thing that we've just suffered through on on all these platforms the battle of the apps right which is what we've seen um do you think that it fits with with the watch concept um because you know you know they with the way that apple has done it is very much this, you know, it looks like pretty much an iPhone, right? Where you're, you're downloading apps, but the companion is the device, obviously. But do you think that the app economy translates well to the watch, or do you think that it will we'll, we'll soon find out next year that that as a companion piece it works, but as a standalone device that downloads app, it it may not work. You know, I think it depends on what kind of
1: genius ideas people come up with. You know, I think I think there will be watch-only apps that become you know, really interesting and, and you know, I don't I don't have specific ideas that I can share for this, but I just know that there's people out there working on things that, you know, will be really exciting, you know, better than the, uh, uh, you know, the beer drinking app or the fart
0: app that came out <laughs> first iPhone. Right. It's like, Although oh, I'd watch. like I'd like one for the watch because I think yes. that would be hysterical, Who knows? The, the farting I'm, app. Yes, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, or the Zippo one, right? For concerts, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah.
1: So, but, but the reality is, there's going to be some great use cases for watch-only apps that will be genius and will be saying, God, we know. I don't of love And and so, uh, you know, I think it, I think it translates well. I think I think I think it's going to. I think the idea of you know the, the device and the watch kind of working together make a lot of sense. I mean, yeah, I think I, I personally will want to be able to you know leave with just the watch mm-hmm. at some point. And not have to carry a phone around as well, uh, so I think you know I think that inevitably will will happen, um, but you know I think for now what we're what we're going to see is the the base use case of the watch as that remote control, just having enough value that people you know will say you know for for three four hundred bucks this is this is helping my life in ways that you know I mean let's think about the iPad versus iPhone, right? I mean, the iPad came out, you know, it was something that, uh, you know, nobody knew they needed. And then they, Apple sold a ridiculous amount of, of tablets and, and iPads and the whole tablet industry was born. We're seeing that plateau today. Uh, we're seeing these generally be very different. They're not even really mobile devices, right? They're actually more just like a, a, a in your bedroom TV set, right? You can lay in bed and it's easier than, you know, than watching TV or, or bringing in on a laptop. and so. Uh, you know the reality is they they probably haven't been game changers for more than you know sort of media and some retail sites you know have beautiful beautiful obviously iPad apps on there, but uh, you know they they probably haven't had the impact in the in the in the economy that uh, you know that even approaches what what an iPhone or uh, a smartphone has done. But the watch I think will, because it's got a fundamental use case. You know, and I can't tell you like now that you know I think about having to pull my 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 phone out of my pocket every time I, I need some information. Like, it's, it, I can't wait to not have to do that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I, I can, you know, everything from, you know, being in a conversation, it's like, oh, hang on a second. And then, you know, reaching down and breaking, you know, eye contact and pulling this thing out and looking at it and then doing this. It's like, the ability to just go, like, yeah. I mean, that's just gonna be way, way more elegant. And, and, uh,
0: I mean, I, the same thing is that I went on a, on, a, on a ski trip with a bunch of senior executives and investors here in Ottawa. And we went up to, uh, you know, Mont-Tremblant, which is, uh, you know, our our big hill around here. Yeah. And um, they made fun of me wearing a pebble. Right. They made fun of it. They're like, oh, yeah, what a pebble, blah, blah. You know, you're not going to fall for that stuff, are you? Totally sunk. And the whole reason is you're going to see. So we're up on the hill and it's minus. 30 celsius right we're skiing like we're covered up we're bundled up and and of course you hear that right everybody gets that like that feeling from their smartphone it's like oh it might be important so i, I watch all these guys take their gloves off and watch their hands crumble from the cold. reach in pull it out and it's like spam and they're like oh it. and they get a, and it happens to me i just go okay yeah i got it and they're like what what did you just do i said oh no i just checked i said i'm sold I must have sold a thousand, free, uh, you know, um, watches that day because people were free. Like that's what it is. You were the Kickstarter
1: success factor. For exactly, that it's twenty million.
0: That's because of me. Yeah. Um, Streaming that moment,
1: right? So lots of people tuned in and saw that.
0: Exactly, it was I was meerkatting that thing, right? All, all, right in the middle of the hill, but but the the point is, is that I I I wear, I've worn this for nine months, and I understand the value that these things bring. The only uncomfortable piece is when you're actually in a meeting and something goes off and you look down at your watch. People get insulted with that. So there's a whole cultural shift that has to happen that it's no longer about the time, it's just less rude than pulling out your phone, right? Right,
1: right. it's more It's more seamless and it's quick and it's this idea of glanceable, you know, glanceable moment. We've had mobile moments around, now it's about glanceable moments. I think people are going to get really good about subtle glanceable moments, right, Or it'll be like the art of making sure no one can tell, exactly. check the watch, right? So the whole like, uh, uh,
0: Exactly. Like <laughs> oh, just I don't think we're gonna get over it. I think it's gonna be insulting for a while. I remember in 1990, whatever, back when I was at the running that agency, is that I would uh, pull out my um, my Palm Pilot, right? And I, I was an old Palm Pilot guy, and not you know maybe at the time that they just started to be connected. I would be sitting in a meeting and I'd be taking notes on it, and and uh, you know the CEO of the company would come and say, "Stop playing games, you loser." <laughs> I mean, no, no, I'm really I'm being pretty. No, no, just that totally distracting put that thing away it's not a business tool that's uh, right. get yeah. me out of this company right uh, all right uh back to some serious stuff here is it um the other question that, that it brought up was um is the watch about notifications or is it about functions right so you've got uh, like I, I like to know when the yankees win um but i also would like to open up a door to a hotel room right with with a watch so is it about notifications or is it about functions
1: well, it's, I mean, it's both, you know, and I think... Did I just set that, that
0: up for you, really? Yeah. Well, the health, yeah, exactly. The
1: health side of this, I mean, I'm really excited about, about you know, the possibilities of, uh, you know, the health monitoring elements of the watch. I think I think we're going to, you know, I mean, I can't wait to get my hands on one because I can't wait to see all the things we can do and start imagining, you know, kind of where it's going to go. And between the health side and, and uh, you know, and the notification side, I mean, I think there's enough value right there you know for me it's like 349 bucks for that is a, a no-brainer um, you know but I think, I think it's going to be the creativity of people that, that get their hands on this and it's going to you know, be the most exciting thing is what are people going to think about and what is going to be the cultural, the social change that happens as a result and I think you know I, I, I'm, not, I'm not underestimating it at all I think it's going to be pretty significant and, and um, you know really really pumped to see kind of what, what happens
0: so where do you think I, I am too, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I think uh, shifts like this, um, you know, Sergey Brin called uh, picking up and looking at a smartphone kind of emasculating. And that's what he thought that the the, the eyewear would do, right? Google Glass. And, it, and it's not dead, but it was maybe the wrong form factor because it's very difficult for people to adapt to that. And it's intimidating for people looking at Google Glass. Um, yeah, I've been on stage just like you, and there's a bunch of people with Google Glass in the audience and these big like red lights streaming at you, right? And so you know, I think that this is it's it's the first form that works very well, and it's not new. and a watch has always been a watch and and this is just a very, 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 very smart watch. Um, and so the watch is the is the right approach. But when you look out in the horizon right now and you think, okay, where should companies be looking at here? We talk we've talked about, the fact that this is not just taking whatever works on a big screen, whatever works on a smartphone, and then jamming it into the watch, right? So this really does require critical thinking about what it is that you want to convey or what it is that you want a function to to do when it's on the watch. That requires smart thinking, doesn't it? It does,
1: and, and you know, you, you kind of mentioned that you're tying this to the Internet of Things, right? Where. I have got a smart garage door opener. I've got smart socks. I've got a smart bike pedal. I've got a smart smart you know motorcycle helmet. I've got you know my kids chipped or whatever. I mean it's like this is this is where the remote control thing is really going to be important because we're going to have the potential to have so many pit, you know bits of information come at us from so many different things that we're going to want to have you know a remote control of all this stuff. You know so the garage door opener goes off. It's 3:30. I get a notification. It's my kids home from school. No big deal, right? Uh, stove turns on at 5:30 at night. You know, it's my wife starting to cook dinner. No big deal, right? And I might even filter all that out. Right. So it's like, ah, if if this happens in this time window, don't tell me because I know what it is. But if my stove turns on at you know one in the afternoon, okay, that's alarming. Something's up. You know, garage door goes open three in the morning. That's that could be an alarming thing too. So you know, I think that's where. It's going to get really interesting and, and, you know, I was on stage recently with, uh, with a guy from Under Armour and they're really thinking hard, you know, they made some big acquisitions with um, Matt My Fitness and some other, some other things where they're thinking about, you know, clothing and performance uh, here, you know, I mean Nike with Nike Fuel, right? I mean, it's like these sports brands are thinking about how do you increase performance and athletes and, and health and, you know, fitness ultimately. I mean, all of that stuff coming at us is, is just kind of mind blowing and, uh, and the capabilities here. You know, no, my, my shoes are no no longer performing at optimum, you know, levels. So I should go get a new pair of shoes and there's data there that's hitting my watch. I mean, it's like I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm fired up.
0: You know, I, I love that. And because I think that you're right, we're, we're about to enter this time where it's it, the notifications that you get from a, uh, you know, on the on the wrist are are the important things. And, and they're very timely, obviously, but they may not be ABC or NBC News or sports scores. They're going to be, as you said, you know, y- your room is ready. Um, or here's the key to your room. Or, you know, as you said, uh, your, your shoes are no longer, uh, you know, you've done your 10,000 miles or 1,000 miles on your shoes. It's time to replace those shoes, right? So right. these are all, uh, you know, efficiencies. Or your cholesterol... You're- they all feel like
1: they're you know they all feel like they're written for me that's a good way of putting it that's kind of where we're heading it's like i you know but, but when i say written for me you know that doesn't mean literally it has to be my pair of shoes are worn out therefore go by. it, it could be my sports team just won a big game and at that moment you know i want to be part of a community so i'm glad that that all of the other fans just found out that our team won right I, at that moment in time i don't mind being part of that community you know, so it's 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 not this idea that everything has to be one to one. It's this idea that that the consumer is basically saying, you know, this is this is these are the conditions in which you can talk to me. This is the conditions you can interrupt me. And you know, sometimes it's fine to be part of a big community, other times I want it to be very personal. You know, I want to know like, oh, the you know, the package that, that I you know, my anniversary gift from my wife shipped. Hey, it's gonna make it on time. Awesome. <laughs> I can expect- I don't have to be stressed out right now, right? That, those kinds of things. I mean, those are the kind of things that, that, you know, where, again, it's these small little things, like none of them on their own, probably, you know, are big game changers. Yeah. But collectively, you know, we won't imagine our lives without them in a few years. We'll be like, how do we ever live without not, without not knowing all the stuff that we now know because it's, it's fed to us effortlessly. And we don't have to pull our watch out of a pocket or a purse to look. It's just right there. We're going to get very, very, you know, good at consuming this data in bite-sized nuggets, processing it, deciding when we need to dig in for more information versus that's enough, that's all I need right now. You know, Walt, we worked with Walgreens for years and they send you a notification when your prescriptions are ready. You don't need to open up the app to, you know, figure it out. It's usually you get your prescriptions at the same place. So hey, the prescription's ready. I need to go get my car and drive to Walgreens. <laughs> I don't need an app. I need my car. That's <laughs> right. To... So, I mean that's not. It, it's a mobile experience that actually drives a great retail experience, okay. which is what Walgreens is. They're genius about because guess what? I walk in, I get my prescription. It was super efficient. You know, I'm normally in a Walgreens for 20 minutes, so now I got like 19 minutes to spare. Hey, I have time to go get the toothpaste and deodorant that I, you know, I'm always running out of. So. You know, it's like those kinds of things are, are, are the subtle changes in behavior that are happening as a result of all this. And, and you know, again, the, the watch and the ability now to filter more information that is relevant and useful is going to take everything up You know, to a whole, a whole new degree. Do
0: you think it changes? Last question here, Brenta. Um, do you think it changes the way we communicate? Because, I, you know, if you watch the cycle as we've gone through it, it was at, at one point it was very personal. And, uh, and it's kind of maybe it's, it's lost that personal touch, the script and handwritten letters. And, and it's gone from email, you know, which could have been very verbose like me. And, uh, and then it's gone down to maybe text messages, right? And then even Twitter 140 characters as a way to communicate. And now, I mean, I'm looking at the haptic uh, stuff, right? Where basically the only thing lacking on this version of the pebble is the ability to acknowledge, Right. Because right. it, it comes down to simple things, can you get some milk Rob? Yeah, just yes, right done, I don't have to do anything. so do you think it changes the that that, that piece that dynamic of communication?
1: well I think that I, I'm excited about the haptic stuff. Yeah. I think I think I think it's going to create a whole new way of communicating you know that we just have never had before, and I think you know the ability again that you know to set certain you know certain pulses to tell you that your kid's home from school yeah. or. You know, your wife started dinner, and, and hey, that's a okay half hour. I better be driving in my driveway. Yeah. I don't need to even look at the watch. That's wicked. That. It's like I'm gonna know that. I'm gonna learn it inherently, and and that's another way to communicate. And you know, it's funny because I uh, made a reservation for dinner tonight at this restaurant. I called them up, made the re- you know called them up, made the reservation. Actually, I had to leave them a voicemail. <laughs> then they called me back. You know, then they called me again to confirm it, and I had to leave another voicemail. <laughs> and it's like, you know, if they could have just sent me a notification with a with a confirmation, yeah. done, right? Like, there's so much communication that's so low value, and and frankly takes five times longer than it should be. You know, I'm a big face to face guy. I, I actually, you know, I spend a lot of my time trying to do face to face stuff with everyone, friends, family, coworkers, etc. And, and I look at it like, by being more efficient, I can have more time for face-to-face. So, you know, I think there's always that sort of like, um, uh, you know, what's, what's the good news here? Is this going to you know, devalue all communication to, to bite-sized bits? Not necessarily. I think it, potentially it takes the things that we spend, you know, if I could free up 20 minutes a day for stuff that's inefficient, then that gives me 20 minutes to go do things I want to do with people I want to do them. And I think that's, to me, that's the, the good news here on all this.
0: You know, it sounds like the premise of the smartphone, right? Email in a line, right? That was Blackberry's big thing was that, you know, you can actually now respond to things and you don't have to be in your office and you can do it. Stop wasting time in line, respond to your email. And that was their that was their pitch for five years, right? Uh, sounds like the same thing. And it worked for them for a while.
1: I, yeah, I, I don't think it needs to be, I don't think it has to do with that much value to have consumers, you know, get really passionate about it. But I think I think the value will be, Uh, significant, a lot more than we can even imagine right
0: now. I'm with you. It opens up just imagination. And this is what I believe is, is something that's going to be transformational. And with that, the business shifts that are going to happen from it are going to be astronomical full of opportunity for entrepreneurial companies like urban airship like anybody to get in there right now at the ground level like the early smartphone days as well um, and to that effect you guys have written as you always do these great documents on first it was good push right to, you know in the early days and now you've done one for, uh, for smart for the smart watches haven't you the industry
1: Yeah, yeah. so we just produced the watch inspiration guide. Uh, we we released one on interactive notifications back in September, mm-hmm. and then we followed up with the when watch was announced came out with this one. It just released I think a week ago. It's uh, just a free download on the website. Uh, if folks are interested in checking it out, and uh, you know the idea here is to basically kind of kickstart your imagination. What what are the kinds of things that could be possible now with the watch? And uh, you know it's it's certainly not exhaustive, but it's it's thirty forty pages. I came around remember how many pages a start. Yeah, it's a nice start to get your you know creative juices
0: flowing. All right, so go to uh, UrbanAirShip.com if you want to download that, if you want to find that. And, of course, you can go there and you can find out any more information about what Urban AirShip does and what Brent does there as well. Brent, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I really appreciate it. i got to have you on more often. A uh, two-year gap between visits for Urban AirShip is not acceptable, if you ask me. should yeah, be a well, weekly show.
1: I'll be working on the Brent Watch app, so uh, you'll be able to carry me around. That's <laughs> so sweet. There. Yeah, so don't really
0: worry, Rob. you will it. get enough of me. It'll just be a notification. Hey, hey Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Uh, all right. Go to UrbanAirShip.com, and you will find out all this information that we were talking about, and uh, Brent is listed there. He is on the, uh, he's a senior executive there, I would call him. He's the chief mobile evangelist for Urban Airship. Brent, I can't thank you enough for being a part of this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Always
1: a pleasure, Rob. Thank you. Thank you.
0: For those of you who are still watching this this late into the episode, I cannot believe it. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for responding. Thank you for sending me email. Thank you for your patience in my response to those emails. I appreciate it. You know how to reach me, Rob on TV or at Rob Woodbridge on Twitter. Reach out. Let me know what you think about this. Let Brent know what you think about this. I'm sure we would both appreciate it. And thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Brent, thank you for being a part of this. We'll see you next time on Tether.TV.